Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. Good time. <laughs> Gross. Uh, yeah, disgusting. I'm sorry. That's way too on brand to start off with. God. Yeah, I'm calling the police. You made too good of an intro to your podcast. Cody's a narc. Wee wee. Ah, I shed my skin. I'm a yeah. cop car. <laughs> hey, I'll take a cop car. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind you shedding your skin and being that. That's a that's okay with me. <laughs> You're okay. Hold on. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this too much because we talked about it for like 45 minutes last time. But you started you, it. Would you rather me be a car than a lizard? Actually, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that because so I have a very complicated relationship with the song Life is a Highway. Oh my god. and it may or may not be because of the movie cars wow Uh, (laughs) but i do think actually i would rather you shed your skin and be a cop car than (laughs) be a lizard yeah great well that's is is that just how this show is gonna start every week is like how far can you get me? <laughs> like, okay, would you... Re- what level is- of cryptid is, is, is this acceptable for you in this friendship? Right, exactly. But that's the thing, though, is, like, I'm okay with cryptids, just not lizards. Oh, every other cryptid, just not no lizards. Because, like, I believe, like, they're real, and oh I make God. a show about cryptids. Like, I believe that they're there. Um, and I, I can, well, no, I don't fucks with that. <laughs> like, I don't, <laughs> that's not a, that's not part of my 2020 platform. But, like, I am okay and tolerant. See, here's the thing is I'm afraid that someone's going to make a super cut of all these things that I'm not tolerant <laughs> with. And they're going to be like, Allie <laughs> is not tolerant and not inclusive of people. <laughs> like, <laughs> and all of this stuff. And it's like, that's not, I'm not making this, like, metaphor about things. I'm just very afraid of scaly skin. <laughs> like, I just, I just don't like lizards. This is the thing. Uh, you call yourself an activist for inclusion. <laughs> <laughs> you just write off the lizard people. Like, I'm, they're nothing. Like, cold-blooded and uh. long tongues just really... They yuck me out, and I I yeah, don't they got actively feelings too, Allie. <laughs> and I'm not denying that. Like I don't like to yuck people's yums, but also just stay away from. Me. Why do they have to live under a lamp? Is my question. <laughs> and like I know we live under a metaphorical lamp of the sun, but also sure. like double lamps. Like I don't. Oh, I could I have to the heating lamp right now. Right now, are you kidding me? Uh, to be honest, I mean, I also live with a heating pad, so like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I just, I, Allie, are you a fucking lizard person? <laughs> hey, how are you doing, Cody? <laughs> uh, I'm great. 
we're back to the tundra. We had a brief stint of summer because it was like 40 degrees. <laughs> and now we're Yo, back. That's so <laughs> real. It got to like 50 this past week and literally board shorts time in the PNW. Yeah. People yeah. brought out tank tops. And I was like, it's literally there is a flu epidemic happening in this country yeah. right now. Please yeah. stop. <laughs> It was humid the other day, and I was like, wow, I'm really living in that island life right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's so real. Well, I'm sorry that you're cold, I guess. I'm really bad. (laughs) 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 How to talk, how to have a normal human conversation. (laughs) It's just literally that gif of, like, (laughs) fucking touching someone with a broom. (laughs) (laughs) There, there. (laughs) Is this genuine human interaction? I don't know. (laughs) Oh, I swear I'm not an alien, folks. Which is really just more evidence that you're a fucking lizard. (laughs) So anyway, let me tell you about how I'm doing. (laughs) So Classic denial. (laughs) So, two things. One, I'm re-watching Grey's Anatomy right now, and... We all make mistakes. Uh, we all make a lot of mistakes. Uh, <laughs> and sometimes, you know, you just want to cry. And your girl, Elizabeth Reeser, who plays Esme Colon, is in Grey's Anatomy. I forgot that because it's been a long time since I rewatched Grey's Anatomy. But she's in it for like a long arc. And I forgot that. So that was a nice, pleasant surprise. And so I just wanted to say shout out to Elizabeth because I adore her. And she plays a really, like, sad character in that, so that's great. Also, your girl has started her student teaching, so hi, welcome to me just being sleep-deprived for the next eight months, uh, as if I haven't already been sleep-deprived for always. A side note, please get sleep. Like, I'm not advocating this. Uh, It's just, (laughs) it gotta work. We've been talking about romanticism during... during my one of my English classes and it reminded me how much I love romanticism I studied it during my college time so fuck off Stephanie Meyer I also do this (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and it reminded me of one of the the tropes of the Byronic hero are you familiar with what this is Cody yes Okay, great. We were talking about this and how, like, the contemporary example of this is Kylo Ren, right? And it's like, (laughs) oh, God. Uh, (laughs) And I was trying to talk to the students and relate that to them because it's like, oh, broody. Right. During this. (laughs) Right, exactly. During this conversation, it reminded me that your girl during high school, I'm literally clawing at my skin right now, uh, wrote an assignment about Edward Cullen and being... A Byronic hero. And that's all I want to say. So, great. So that's wow. how I'm doing right now. So I'm <laughs> just really getting self-reflective up in here. Yeah, I just, like, I literally stopped in the middle of talking. It was, like, because I was giving off examples and, like, talking about it and stuff. And I was like, great. And no one else. And no one else. Yep, just, just <laughs> Kylo Ren. Yep. That's just it. The only modern example yep. of anyone yeah. who's ever brooded. Yep, so we're talking about Heathcliff and Kylo Ren, and that's, <laughs> that's it. Yep, that's it, folks. That's all we're talking about. So uh, it's like, <clears throat> what about? And you're like, no. Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. That, not Edward. Nope, definitely not Edward. Uh, <laughs> nope. I refuse to call him any other name. Literally. He is Edward. 
what's in a name? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so that's where I'm at. Great. <laughs> I just thank you so much, Lord Byron. <laughs> Shouts um, out, Lord Byron. Literally. Pour one out. <laughs> literally pour one out and he'd be so happy. Yes. Would you like to talk about current events with me? Hell yeah. Please. Uh, which would you like to do first today? So, Golden Globes happened. It was yes. great. I mean, it was fine. It was like, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was... Mm. <laughs> like, given that many great directed movies were not even nominated, it was fine. Yeah, I mean, did you For the nominations read... that were present, it if was If you fine. didn't read and check out the think pieces on Monday, like, what were you doing? You know what yeah. I mean? Come on. Come on. Um, also, if you didn't check out the Golden Globes... And then you didn't proceed to check out our Twitter during the Golden Globes. Also, what were you doing? Because your girl was on our Twitter during the Golden Globes. So it's true. Ali was really giving you the, the content that we need at the Golden Globes. Exactly. One of which being Emma Watson and Rob Pattinson really just duking it out on the stage together and everyone dying. Yeah, so they we've been talking about this. I think it was last week, a couple weeks ago, whatever, time isn't real. I'm not doing this again today. We were talking about this, and the fact that, like, there's been these rumors going around that they're dating, now I understand, because the fact that they've been practicing for their fucking nomination thing. So they present together, right, and everybody's like, holy shit, I can't believe that Harry Potter's alive and real again. And this happens, Twitter loses its goddamn mind, Yep. and... Then all these think pieces come out like, okay, so they're they're dating now, right? This confirmed they had the screen time for thirty seconds. Anyway, obviously, y'all are freaks, and <laughs> y'all need Jesus. <laughs> yeah, y'all need the good book, aka Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying. And no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we did get some good memes out of it, so thanks. Very but also, good. stop. And that was the only pressing thing that happened this week, I would say. They're not dating, from what Fuck. I can tell. God. Let it be. Though, I'm, though I will say that it would lead to some good quality content for our podcast. But That is true. I, but it, also, Robert Pattinson dating anyone. I think he just... Well, that's true, but I do think that he just needs to kind of live his truth. Yeah, right he needs to chill out for a fucking second. Yes, but there was a lot of like Cedric Diggory and Hermione yeah. Granger crossover like stuff, both within the Harry Potter universe and then like HP and Twilight fan fiction stuff happening. So it was pretty good. Beautiful. Yes, great. Uh, the only other news is that apparently Good Time is now on Netflix within the UK. Yeah. So that's great. Rude, first of all, because we want to watch it. Yeah. So, I mean, Guess we'll have to anytime. pay for it. Jeez. I know. <laughs> Who has the money for that? Is uh, all I'm wait a minute. Hold on. We have the money for <laughs> Well, I mean... Yes. Can we? Can we? <laughs> can we just rent good time? <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing that I just had Cody watch before we started recording was... We got sent it like five times in the past yeah. couple days. It was very real. important. Yeah. So it was it. the drunk book review of the Twilight Saga 
by I didn't catch their username. I think their username is Sailor J. Great. Uh, we got sent it a lot. It's retweeted on our Twitter account as well. Um, and I'd say it was very good. Yeah. Yes. Um, we don't do this. Well, I, I guess I can only speak for myself. I don't do this drunk um, or inebriated by any means. So, which is surprising probably to many <laughs> that um, all these stumbling thoughts just come out uh, sober. But it was very good. It was eight minutes uh, plus two minutes of some kind of rambling cuts of other things. Um, yeah. But it was very, very funny. Good. I liked it a lot. So good stuff. Thank you for that. Thank you for sending us that. Okay. So we got a lot of questions this week. So thank you all for that. God bless. God bless. Yes. Thank you. <clears throat> Hi. Shout out to Silly Voices. Would you do me the honor of reading our the only email question that we got this week? Yes. Let me fucking zoom the fuck in here. I have a story about a terrible Twilight birthday party I had in middle school, so I thought you should know about it. It was a lot. I did all the decorating myself, so naturally it was amazing. There were plastic forks taped to the door. There were red and white streamers everywhere. There was a homemade game of pin the apple on the outstretched hands. Oh my god! <laughs> which is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my whole life. Uh, there were Edward and Jacob posters and post-its so everyone could announce which team they were on when they walked in. <gasps> We ate Red Velvet Cake, watched New oh Moon, God. the most recently released movie at the time, and everyone left the party with bookmarks my mom and I had made and laminated ourselves. Oh my God. I thought it was the coolest party ever. I completely forgot it happened until listening to the podcast, so thank you for unlocking that. Okay. <laughs> so, <clears throat> here's the thing. Yeah. I'm so jealous, first of mm. all. I would have loved going to this birthday party. <laughs> I would still love going to this birthday party. <laughs> and I have to, I love planning big birthday parties a la Alice Cullen. Sure. And now you have unlocked an amazing idea for me of planning my birthday party this year. Oh no. And all I want is to do this now. So low key, if I borrow some of these ideas, would you be mad? Because <laughs> this is the best thing. The fact yeah. that you made these bookmarks There's, is so ugh. pure. <laughs> Thank you for submitting this. I really want to play Pin the Tail on the Outstretched Hands. Or Pin the Apple on the Outstretched Hands. Pin the Tail? Hey. Well, I mean, listen. Hey. I was going with the, the actual game title. Sorry. Pin the wolf tail on the outstretched oh. hand. Um, no. I love that. That that Apple game is so inventive. I love the idea of kind of putting your team ships on there. The red velvet. Like, everything about this <laughs> is perfect. The only other thing I could suggest if I was doing it now was having, like, a glitter station. Oh, Yes. Oh my god. And like a little like glitter station, then you do like a photo booth. Oh, oh my uh. god. I love it so much. It's perfect. Okay. Another question that we got. If Stephanie were to come out with a sequel to the Twilight series about Nessie and Jacob's biracial gay human son that has to deal with Jacob's masculine attitude and the Cullens not quite getting gay, because you know, early nineties. How do you think that would go over, and how do you think she'd kind of sort of fuck it up? Wow. There's a lot of layers to this one. Yeah. (laughs) 
So, mm. first of all, I love the idea. Well, yeah. I don't, I mean, it's kind of assuming, right, that we ship Nasty and Jacob, but assuming Which, that yeah, we're going. already a problematic. Yeah, but no, we're going you. with Stephanie's universe here, right? <sighs> so, we've got Nessie and Jacob's son here. Yep. Who's, who's gay. Yep. And how do we think that they would handle this? Um, I just don't think that would ever be something that Stephanie would be like, this is a fun, cool thing that I want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there are things, that, like, I guess with, like, um, the colleagues to be like, she's like, oh, I'm so progressive. I'm, like, so cool, and I'm writing about, you know, this tribe that actually exists, and it's super cool in my little thing of monsters. I think being like, hey, Nessie and Jacob fucked, had a kid, um, which will end up being biracial, and then also is gay. I feel like there have to be so many logical leaps for Stephanie to do that and want to do that. I feel like she would make it almost this sort of tragedy, right? Of like, wow, I have two parents that are this like one of a kind and so Mm. now i'm like this one of a one of a kind and so how am i possibly ever gonna find a mate like that's supposed to be the most important thing of my life but now Mm. on top of everything else i'm gay and so how am i ever gonna find like it's just this like overly dramatic and like a horrible life that this person's living rather than wow, look at how many people love and adore me and I have this super supportive, like, community around me. Right. And so rather than making it this thing of, like, I most likely live forever and look at how, like, this person probably has, like, superpowers and is better than, like, both family sides combined, it's gonna, she'd make it this, like, Shakespeare tragedy kind of thing. Which would be a shame, I would think. Because, like, we don't need another tragedy. Yeah. I would think. And I'd argue that the Cullens would be, like, super down with it. I would think so, too. Esme, are you kidding me? She'd be like, yeah, I know. And then she'd, like, have, like, a cake already made and being like, yeah. And then, like, everyone would be super cute. Yeah. It'd be great. I just feel like Steph would be bad at it. Right, exactly. Just like as usual, the right. the characters themselves are great. It's the way that they're written that's shitty kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Okay, do you want to read the next question? Sure, <laughs> before I die. <laughs> yeah, I know, literally. It's like cough-a-thon no. going on right now. Uh, your next question is, if you had to be in a group project with one of the Cullens, who would you pick? I love this question, personally. What do you think? Esme, obviously. Ooh, that's very good. I feel like it depends on, like, the subject of the class you're in. Okay, yes. That's a good yes and. Um, That's true. Because my first thought was Carlisle. If it was, like... Oh, shit. A lab thing, like science. (laughs) That's true. Like, you know what the fuck is going on, my dude. Let's go. Yeah, that's true. Or also even Edward, because he's... I mean, Ed Weird, sorry. His Christian name. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I I don't know what I was thinking. Um, Honestly, I fucked up. <laughs> That's true, because they're all very well-versed. It's, it's true, not yeah. a It's not a academics thing. That's the problem, right? It's more down to, like, a personality thing. 
Sure, yeah. I would, yeah, my first thought was Esme or Alice. Just yeah, from like a, a compassionate or planning standpoint. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking of was maybe as like a wild card, Emmett. Just because I think that he would keep <laughs> things like light sure. and fun. Yeah. But I also think that I would, he would be one of those people that I'd have to like snap at to be like, hey, can you please? Hey. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, um, yeah. I think I would pick Carlisle over like Edward because like Carlisle would be like, hey. <laughs> it's never not going to be funny to me. <laughs> it's really good. It's like, hey, if you don't understand this, like, let me, let me, let's walk through this. Let's like make sure you understand it and we're all going to be good. And he's like super patient and whatever. Edward would be like, he's already done. And he's just like, whatever. And I'm like, hey, I don't... Let's talk, buddy. Let's come on. <laughs> well, and I feel like Edward would kind of spiral into the nuances of something. Like, he yeah. would start telling you about, like, who created the process <laughs> of laminating. And it's like, Edward, I don't give a shit. Like, we need to focus on this thing. Like, that's not helpful at all. Yeah, or yeah. you would just be, like, coughing and dying, and he would be, like, so honed in on your project that he just, like, wouldn't care at all. So, yes, that's a fantastic question. Thank you for that at all. Thank you. This next person asked approximately 25 questions. Um, yep. I'm going to try and summarize this down. One of the, the first part of this was about New Moon. And the main point of this was how do we feel about Bella being portrayed as someone with mental illness? Mm-hmm. And I like this question a lot. Yeah. I think... I have so many complicated feelings about this. Cause I Please feel tell like, me everything. I feel like Bella could have been like a really genuine look at like depression and anxiety and like not really like because she's just so anxious all the time. And yes. like that's apparent, especially since we're in her fucking brain. And she just always like things that could be seen as symptoms of like anxiety or depression are always seen as her just being like, well, I'm just weird. Or, like, I'm just, you know, this is just a thing that I do, and, like, it's just whatever. Like, it's fine. It's just a weird thing about me. Where it could have spoken to, like, a larger problem or, like, a larger thing that affects, like, young women, especially that you have, like, issues of, like, self-confidence and, like, not feeling, like, cool or accepted or whatever or, like, one of the cool kids or whatever and, like, having a lot of self-deprecation and self-deprecating thoughts and being like, well, that's just, like being a teenager like that's just like being Bella Swan it's like no you might like you could talk to literally anyone and maybe it'll be fine which is why fucking if she had friends you know right would have been would have been great a therapist would have been ideal but friends also would have been a good step yeah (laughs) towards the mental health of Bella Swan yeah I agree I think that there's something to be said about having a magic school bus look into her brain right and that it is helpful for the audience to have that look mm-hmm. but i do think that there is something damaging for the audience to have that look and it to not be written effectively right because it could have been done so well right yeah. of like here is a a female character who has anxiety and depression and trauma and mm-hmm. here's how it's written effectively of right. someone who has it and they're really not handling it well, no. but that's not stigmatized, right? Yeah. And there are books that handle that really well. Right. We're just not reading them. 
<laughs> and to be fair, I kind of hate, you know, putting something in the box, like, when because we're looking at it in hindsight, and being like, well, she should have done something like this, or whatever, because, like, it had such, it ended up having such, like, a huge influence on people. Right. But, like, she didn't know that originally going in writing it, obviously. Right. Like, so she's, you know, especially when people make things that end up being problematic and stuff, they obviously, for the most part, probably don't assume that it's gonna have the massive reach that it does and influence. But, like, there was a point, right, where, like, it is popular and she's still making new stuff in its popularity where she could have been like, let me actually think about the platform in which I now have and the audience that I now have that I'm speaking to directly, basically, through this character um, and all of her traumas and psychoses, and also fuck all of that and just forget it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially, like, the first Twilight book she was writing when her kids were, like, on her lap, right? Mm. But the by the fourth one, the one that <laughs> we're reading right now, yeah. there were already movies. Right. You know? Like, that yeah. was... Those first ones were already getting acclaim. So mm-hmm. there's, there's context there, right? Right. I enjoy, personally, reading books with people that have mental illness. Because for me, that that resonates Mm. but i i do think that there's something to be said right about what you've mentioned of like authors don't always write and and i don't think that they necessarily should write with an audience in mind sure so thank you for that question i think that that's really important Mm. and then the second question which was a little bit lighter is um the twilight (laughs) characters as jersey shore cast members now i know we've talked about jersey shore before do yeah. did you watch the Jersey Shore? Not really. I um like I know some of the references and stuff, but it wasn't something that I watched like on a week to week kind of thing. Okay. Like my household was very much like a Laguna Beach household. Same. Or like the hills kind of household. Same. Because I had a sister who was a teenager and above during those times, and it was great. Great. So like I watched it sometimes, but it was very rare. Like great. I've never seen it all like in a row or like you know any of that okay so i'm gonna yes and you for a second you're proposing that a household cannot be a hills household and also a jersey shore household it they were just very different obviously they can exist in the same space for sure they can exist in the same person because hi Yes. Welcome. You me. are you are literally <laughs> you are Laguna Beach and Jersey Shore embodied as a person. I am because <laughs> one, the unwritten song still makes me cry to this That's day. True. Fuck, it stopped. And um, I have approximately two pages of notes right now mm. about the Twilight characters as Jersey Shore. I will not go into it, <sighs> but I have them all listed here. Oh my god, I care about the Jersey Shore a lot. I did in high school. I still do now. <laughs> oh, no. It's a, a piece of shit show, but I care about it deeply. <laughs> Listen, problematic faves. Hi, welcome to this podcast. So here's what I'm thinking. Alice is Snooky, obviously. There's no debate about it, right? <laughs> Life of the party. It makes sense. Rosalie has to be Wow. Like, yeah. there's, no, there's no debate about it to me. It just, like, it ha- there's, they're both feisty, and I love it a lot. Now, here's the one that I might get a little bit of a, a fight about, but it, it makes sense to me, is that Bella is Sammy. 
And I know what you're thinking. Because people are, like, pretty iffy about Sammy. But they're both criers. And yeah. so, like, it it makes sense in my brain. And people are also iffy about Bella. Like, and that's, and see, you know, that's what like, I'm saying. So, don't at me, but also at me, because I will talk about the Jersey Shore for the rest of my life. I will engage in that discourse till I die. Yeah. And now, here's what I'm thinking. Esme... It's too good for the Jersey Shore. <laughs> so that's why she gets to be Dina. However, if you disagree with that, which is fair, because Esme is too good for this, she's also one of the producers. So that's fair. Now, this is when things get a little bit iffy. But I won't argue with this one. Carlisle is Vinny. No question. The fact that he has a Food Network show with his mother? Are you kidding me? Don't fight me. Don't fight me. Vinny is too good for this world. The fact that he made a tweet about Trump? Yeah. Yeah. Vinny's too good for this world. A tweet. One tweet. (laughs) Listen. He's too good for this world. Polly D is Emmett. Don't fight me. Well... I mean, he's just, like, life of the party. He's always smiling. He's down for the count. DTL for life. Like, he's too good for this world. Now, here's when things get a little bit iffy. The situation is Jasper. And the reason that I say this (laughs) is because the situation, it only cares about himself. He's doing him, and Jasper isn't selfish, but he's always doing him. That's true. And that's why the situation is Jasper. And you know who that leaves? That leaves Ronnie. And Ronnie has to be Edward. And I know the fuck you're thinking. (laughs) But, but, you know why Ronnie is Edward. And that's because Ronnie's always starting shit. (laughs) He's always picking fights. (laughs) And he's always crying alone at home drunk. And you know that's Edward because he's a crying piss baby. (laughs) And he's always getting into fights with Sammy. And Sammy's always saying, run! And you know that's Bella and Edward. Don't fucking fight me on this. I will oh go to the grave. That, I, that was like listening to your thesis and TED Talk and Fever Dream all at once. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what your plans are for academia, but I really just want you like 40 years down the road to be like a, prof- a media studies professor talk- having a specific niche class about Jersey Shore and Twilight. <laughs> Thank you so much for that question. <laughs> Thank you so much. Do you want to talk about Breaking Dawn with me? <laughs> Fucking, uh, I'd rather just live in this fever dream forever now. <laughs> I have so many feelings about Jersey Shore. <laughs> I literally haven't watched it since it was, like, since I had a Comcast remote, like, the old school oh Comcast remote. Oh, my God. Where you could, like, change the menu colors. Oh, Oh, my fuck. God. And I still used to watch, like, music videos on there, but, like, yeah. listen... I All care. Right, okay, Ellie, okay. want to start a Jersey Shore podcast? I would. I want nothing more <laughs> than when they had that fight and like Snooky. I know she goes by Nicole now. Don't at me. But like <laughs> this is this is back in the day when she went by Snooky and she like lost her shoes in the bar. Like I care so much about the Jersey Shore. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. But yeah, like when J J Wow like. Oh, okay, we need we need to talk about Breaking Dawn. Chapter 27 is where we start off this week with travel plans. And literally the first sentence of this is so good. Like, it's me. The first sentence is, I took mythology a lot more seriously since I'd become a vampire. Hi, (laughs) welcome to my life. (laughs) That sentence, so good. Great. And then there's three pages about Fate's Loom. Now, here's the thing. I'm a sucker 
for the Fates Loom metaphor. I love this. I love this. I love it in this book. I love it when it's in my one of my favorite podcasts of all time. I love this idea of like seeing your life in color. Like mm. I love it, but it's also the worst thing in the world. <laughs> Especially when Bella describes her pre-vampire life as being a oh, what color, Cody? A oh, what color? <laughs> beige. But not just beige. A nice uh, beige. <laughs> You know, just a nice, fun little beige. Something supportive and (laughs) non-confrontational. Yeah. Something that would, quote, look good in the background. (laughs) God, she's so boring. She's the worst. I hate her. Now that she's a vampire, she says that it would be something bright crimson or something maybe glistening gold. Yeah. I hate this. I hate it so much. most exciting colors. Red and goals. You know, Gryffindor's colors. Well, Whatever, hey. Bella, shut up. Uh, <laughs> As if Bella would ever be a Gryffindor. No, God. <laughs> Stop it. Um, <laughs> so anyway, we get all this Fates Loom stuff. She starts talking about, like, all her squad. Like, it's fine. <laughs> However, it does start to get cute. She starts talking about Sue and Leah, mm-hmm. my faves, the two yeah. best. The Clearwater's... <laughs> The Clearwater family is the the best family, objectively. Sure. Like, listen, I love the Collins; they're great. Mm, but yeah. the Clearwater family is the best, and that's most pure. Like, don't at me because you're wrong. They're <laughs> the best family, and what we find out is that Sue and Charlie have a have a thing going on, mm-hmm. which is so not like it's nice to know that when. Charlie and Carlisle aren't together. He's doing it with Sue, which is great. Like, I yeah, love this I'm happy poly- for him. polyamory thing going on. I love um, it. And he's just taking care of all of his needs, which is great. I love it a lot. Um, I love that Sue is hanging out at the Colons' place. It's all good stuff. Uh. Um, <clears throat> we find out that Leah is officially Jacob's second hand man. Which is good. Um, and she's very much still not happy to be around anybody. <laughs> yep. Which is very on brand. I love that a lot. And we find out that despite all this, happiness is the main feeling that Bella is having right now. Which is cute. And I love that a lot. Yeah. Um, it's good. Like, I want her to have happiness. Now, the one thing about that is, and I think the one consequence that she's having is that because she's so happy, Jasper won't leave Bella alone. <laughs> and um, and Bella's not necessarily comfortable with that. It's like, hey, sir, hey. <laughs> because of the fact that he, as Edward says, quote, can't resist a good emotional climate, he just keeps kind of following Bella around. Oh, my God. And he's like, like Mariah Carey just looking for tea. He's like, oh Please, my God, God. <laughs> I just want the drama. I live for the drama. Literally. And Bella just like turns around and is like, stop it. What are you doing? <laughs> Get out of my shadow. <laughs> hey. <laughs> now, Stephanie, because she, she loves a good drama, it keeps up with this Fate's Loom thing and is like, well... 
there was a flip side to our joy. And if you see all these colors on the top side, if you flipped it over, the back side would be woven in grays of doubt and fear. And it's like, shut up, Stephanie. <laughs> <clears throat> and she's talking about the fact that Nessie is growing and she's growing fast. And not just in height, but in the fact that she's speaking and she's walking and running really fast and everyone is scared shitless. Yeah. I mean, look at her. (laughs) She's basically an adult by now. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. Because of the fact that she's growing so fast, (laughs) she's having all these growth spurts, which means that she's not fitting into her clothes. Mm -hmm. And now the one thing, Cody, if you saw in our Google Doc, Mm -hmm. um, I I provided some (laughs) some photos from some movie stills, rather, from Breaking Dawn Part Two. Uh, when Rosalie... The second one is a fucking trip. <laughs> well, the second one isn't actually a movie still from... Could you imagine, though? <laughs> like a crossfade of just, like, she's really thinking about something. So I provided a movie still of Rosalie holding a CGI of yeah. Renesme, And it's the original CGI baby of Renesmee, not the one that they actually use in the movie. Damn. And it's it's the meme of Renesmee, if you know what I'm talking about. Like, sure, for yeah. the podcast listeners, like, it's the one that you see. Now, the backstory of this is that Mackenzie Foy, who plays Renesmee in Breaking Dawn Part 2, mm-hmm. they digitally used her face on the CGI baby and, like, scaled it down to what <sighs> a baby would be. God. Now, they put that on the first model of this CGI baby. They ended up scrapping this CGI baby and you ended up using a different one. But people love this CGI baby because of the fact that it's so memeable. I guess. It's a monster. <laughs> it's a literal Loch Ness it's a monster. It's a against man and God. I can't believe people even thought that idea was good. It's like, yeah. Let's take this actress who's, like, definitely not a baby. Take her fucking face and scale it down to a baby face. Horrible. Yeah. Horrendous. Yeah, Those I feel eyes. Like, Are you kidding me? I feel like if it was, like, a doll and you squeezed it, it'd be like, oh. help me. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trapped in this flesh prison. Please, God. <laughs> I'm a real flesh boy. I promise. <laughs> So anyway, when they're talking about this, it just mentions that Alice and Rosalie usually do like a fashion show or whatever. But anyway, at three months, it's mentioned that she's like a one-year-old, I guess, is the Mm -hmm. best way to do it. Now, here's the thing that really pisses me off, right? So she's a three-month-old, but she's like a one-year-old or like a two-year-old or whatever. Stephanie wants to remind you that she is an English major, right? (laughs) And so during this thing when she's like, Bella's trying to help may fall asleep. She's Bella's reading her Tennyson, right? And it's like, mm. shut the fuck up. Like <laughs> I, we get it, right? Like you're gonna read her the the Lotus Eaters, right? Because ooh, I know poetry. But here's the thing that really pisses me off, right? So she's reading her this poem of the Lotus Eaters, 
but it doesn't even contain anything that's like important to the plot. Right. So I did a little bit of like research about Lord Tennyson because I haven't read any of this Victorian poetry. And it's like, shut up, Stephanie. Like, we get it. You love Victorian poetry. Like, Like, we get it. Yeah. So I looked up all of his shit because I haven't read any of it since college. And there is literally a poem of his that says Twilight in it. And so it's like, why the fuck didn't you choose that one? You could have just done the thing that you always do, which is include the thing. It's fine. It's not a big deal. But like, we get it. You love literature. Wow. Um, Also, so you're still reading the audiobook, right? I am. Okay, great. So during all of this, she's been using like 35,000 ellipses. Oh, boy. Because she's trying to express her anxiety that like her child is growing really fast. Sure. And on the one hand, right, this is a a natural component of parenting, Mm -hmm. right? Like, your child always grows faster than you want them to. Right. And it causes a sense of anxiety, which is normal and an important component to put in here, especially for Bella, who's had her child for literally, like, three months now. Yeah. And time is going by faster than she wants it to. But on the other hand, it's like, it's all going too quickly here. And she's putting in details and, like, descriptions in the wrong spots for me that it's, like, not... I don't know. For me, it wasn't getting the point across. Right. And so it's like, hey, shh, stop. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, stop. stop. So anyway, she starts talking about, like, once Nessie fell asleep, like, she's going to be an old woman by 15 and all these things. And, oh, God, what am I going to (laughs) do? So anyway, um, Carlisle and Edward are at home because they're prepping to go to Brazil to find out about all these legends what are they going to do to make sure that her child isn't an old woman in like two days? Sure. All these things. Um, anyway, what she starts returning back to is the thoughts of the Volturi. And this has been a fear of Bella's for always, right? She's been afraid of them for as long as we've been reading and as long as she's known about the Volturi. Right. However, we find out that Bella didn't know that Alice sent the wedding invitation to the Volturi to kind of make sure that they stayed away. And so we get a little bit of backstory mm-hmm. about the returned kind of veiled threat that they got hey, back. Remember this? Yeah. Remember these guys? <laughs> and the the letter that they put in the text is like 60 font. <laughs> it's so big. The like I so look forward to seeing the new Mrs. Cullen in person. It's huge. <laughs> it's so big. Also, the gift that they, that Aro sent back, it's so extra. I love it uh, a lot. I love it. Yeah, it's great. But Bella is kind of hinting, right? She knows they're going to come soon, but she's like, okay, we'll go. We'll find out about these legends, but we'll go on our own time to right. go see them. It'll be fine. But she's very adamant about the fact that Aro can't see her child. Yeah. So it'll be fine. Edward, I'm sure it'll all work out great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Nothing can go wrong here. Edward, of course, wants to go with Bella to the Volturi because he's an anxious old bean. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
<laughs> um, but Bella is adamant that Nessie can't be without both her parents, so Carlisle's gonna go. Which, like, duh, Edward, why don't you send the person that actually lived with, like, come on, Edward, fucking think about <laughs> oh, it. Oh, yeah, fuck, my bad. <laughs> um, literally, I'm He's, sorry. Listen, he was given a Christian name for a reason. <laughs> I'm so, I'm literally, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. One of my favorite things is that they so Jacob and Renesme and Bella go hunting right yeah and Bella and Jacob start talking about what Jake is gonna do because he's decided that he's gonna take like a sabbatical from school and Bella fucking just dunks on him so hard when she's like so you're gonna stop school and it's like if you want to keep up with Nessie you're gonna have to study a lot harder and it's like damn (laughs) like you have no shits so I love that a lot. So Nessie doesn't give a shit about hunting, right? Which, like, mood. Sure, uh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds really boring, both as, like, an adult, but also, like, as a, a one-year-old. And so she's like, um, it's snowing. I'd rather just look at snowflakes. It's like, <laughs> same. That's That sounds like a great idea, actually, Nessie. So all this stuff's happening. She decides to go off with Jake after he, like, goats her a little bit to go and hunt and then as Bella's like spidey senses tingle a little bit she looks up and she sees Arena who apparently Alice had had a vision was she was going to come after all right and Arena's pissed and like growls it's like oh shit <laughs> something's going on and this is where the book and the movie have a little bit of a change because in the movie when we watched Breaking Dawn part one she of course begrudgingly went to the wedding. Right. But here, she didn't go to the wedding. So there's a little bit of a, a canon difference here. Bella, of course, tries to speak out, but doesn't have time because she dips out, right? Both vampire speeds. Right. I love that both the kids, Renesmee and Jacob, come back, and Bella's first instinct is like, well, crap. <laughs> something's gone wrong here she pulls out her phone calls edward they decide to come and of course carlyle and edward go to try to find her as the chapter ends and shits kind of hit the fan and that's where the chapter leaves off no good bad things are happening yikes should we talk about chapter 28 let's do it but shouldn't we do something Oh, would you like to come and take a walk with me? I would! Yay! So we have an ad this week. That's so exciting. Your boy's sponsored. (laughs) Cody, who's it for? Our true friend. We go way back. Yes, all the way back. (laughs) Yes. I'm so excited that we get yes. to talk about Pine and Blush again this week. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's Pine and Blush. We're just But dumb. I love calling it Pine and Blush. But Blush is very fun to say and to hear. Yeah, yeah. No, it's Pine and Blush. But if I love saying Blush. Know, they are beautiful, handcrafted jewelry made from crystals and other great paraphernalia that is just beautiful. It's so it's beautiful. It's literally some of the most beautiful stone jewelry I've ever seen. And the photos that Audrey takes of them really do them justice. Like, the fact that 
Audrey is the photographer right. really helps. Like I I see a I look on Etsy a lot for things. And some of the products that I've gotten on there have been amazing, but the photos sometimes don't necessarily do them justice. Right. The photos that Audrey has both on her Etsy of pine and blush, but low-key <laughs> pine and blush. Yeah. Um, but also the the Instagram, which is at pine and blush, um, really helps show off the jewelry, which is yeah. nice. It's the benefit of having the models that she has as well. And I personally have looked at all the stuff because I get the notifications for all of them because I <laughs> low-key just like love this stuff so much. <laughs> um, I'm currently obsessed with some of the, the amethyst and opal rings because I think that they're literally the gorgeous stuff. I'm obsessed. <sighs> I'm a jewelry fiend though personally. So I will take them all. Literally, I, I would take all of them if I could. Um, which I might, actually, since we have a coupon code. Now. Oh! <laughs> yes, would you mind sharing what that coupon code is? Uh, the coupon code is into the twilight, and you get 20% off your whole fucking purchase. Literally, just shop away. Yeah. Please do. And yeah, send so cute photos. Please do. Yeah, I would love that. see what you get. Yeah, and we can put the information, like, for the store in the show notes, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so it's pineandblush.etsy.com. And then, of course, the, the Instagram is at pineandblush as well. So shout out to having consistent branding. <laughs> yeah. I've seen places that don't, so that's always good. <laughs> so that's fantastic. And then if you want to get a Jumbotron, you can always do that. It's a into the twilight.bigcartel.com. We'd always love out to shout out Aye. your stuff. So please Aye. do that. But yeah, thanks for coming back again, Audrey. I love your stuff, yeah. and I will be using our coupon code to get Absolutely. some stuff. <laughs> yeah. I love that the the little tagline is jewelry in the raw. It's just so, that's, like... That's really good. Do you want to clean eat and also get clean jewelry? <laughs> it's cute. I love that a lot. Um, so, yes. Fantastic. Okay, so... Hey. Chapter 28. I love that it's the future. Like The future. <laughs> we're here. <laughs> 2018 it's the future this chapter starts off with bella doing a lot of like the shoulds like fuck i'm the worst it's so yeah. bad which like bella babe stop hey, it's gonna be okay actually. it's really not it's it's not that big of a deal they so carla and edward didn't find arena so fuck <laughs> like i guess it's not it's not too great uh, they go back to the house and alice isn't really able to figure out arena's future like it's, it's not looking too great as far right. as figuring out what's going on. But, like, it's not the end of the world as they know it. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> we'll talk about it at the end of the chapter, though. <laughs> so they're all back at the house trying to figure out what's going on. And I love that throughout this whole chapter, we kind of see all the colons start to progressively freak out. Oh, I thought I was going <coughs> to... Oh, yeah, I'm sneezing. Okay, great. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just so nervous. Okay, so yeah, all the colons are progressively freaking out as this chapter goes on, and Renesmee is just down for the count. She's just sleeping. I, hey, yeah. <laughs> the whole time. I love that. That's such a mood. Um, and especially, so during all this, they're talking about the South America trip that they're taking, and my favorite thing is that Emmett and Jasper are just excited about their hunting possibilities. Yeah, that's very that's good. Very good. Love that a lot. And <laughs> so. Here's the thing. Jasper is kind of worried about Alice because during all this, she's 
kind of picking through all the possibilities about what's going on with Irina. And then Alice picks up this vase because she sees one of Esme's flowers is wilting, just a teeny bit, enough to bother her. She picks it up to take it to the kitchen, and then she turns her back to everybody. And then the vase drops. Da da da. Yeah, literally the SVU <laughs> sound plays. And this is the first time that Bella's seen a vampire drop something by accident. It's a really big deal for her. And Alice McFreaking loses it. Yeah. <laughs> the whole house goes banana bread for the next 55 pages, essentially, which is approximately 30 seconds, I would say. Edward gasps. Jasper growls. The whole house loses it. Alice and Edward then talk together, which to me seems terrifying. Like, the idea of two people, like, speaking solemnly sounds terrifying. And of course, (laughs) when they say they're coming for us, all of them, Bella instantly knows. Because this is her fear coming to fruition, right? It's the Volturi. Of course it is. She's known this this whole time. Somehow, of course. And so... Alice kind of details this plan of saying the whole guard is coming, which to them is shocking, especially Carlisle, since he knows that the guard, the whole guard, especially all the wives, never leave the city. But they're coming for them for some reason that they haven't quite figured out yet. And Bella's kind of piecing this all through of kind of imagining what Irina saw and why that would be such a big deal for the Volturi. And then she thinks back to what happened with the Denali clan and the experiences they had, which was the immortal children. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Whoa. Yes. So, Arena now, as we think about it, thinks that Renesme was an immortal child with the whole snowflake incident. Uh, (laughs) And Bella freaks out. Right, because not only is her whole family in danger, but her child is in danger, Uh, especially because of the fact that Arena's thoughts were wrong. Like, they're going to die for something that they didn't do, right? Right. Um, Which, for a Virgo, it's like the worst possible (laughs) sentence, right? Um, Right. She would literally die, and her last thought would be like, you're wrong! (laughs) 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 And... So she's going on this whole diatribe of, like, Renesmee's not like everybody else. Like, I literally have a special snowflake. <laughs> like, <laughs> she was jumping up for snowflakes. Like, she is the thing. And this is the part that frustrates me uh, in the movie, is they don't even give Emmett this credit. But Emmett goes on, and he's, like, going on about this battle plan, which is very Emmett, right? He's going on about, like, we're going to fight, right? And everybody's like, Emmett, please. Like, for one please second. Stop. God. He's like, no, listen to me. We just tearing our family apart. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, no, we just need to get enough people that they'll be shocked. And then if they hear, they'll hear her heartbeat, right? And Esme's like, yo, 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 listen, listen. (laughs) Like, this is actually a good idea. And they're like, oh, okay, so witnesses. Okay, okay, I think we can do this. And then Alice kind of starts to spiral. She's like, this is so much. We have so much to do. And she starts to spiral at the same time that Jacob comes, which is only kind of making her spiral more, right? Because of the fact that she's starting to lose her 
vision of what's mm-hmm. going on. So Alice and Jasper peace out at the same time that Jacob's coming in. And still at this time, Bella and Edward are still kind of like hovered over Renesme because that's all that Bella can do right now is just be like, <laughs> my child. Jacob comes in, he's all like happy go lucky. He was like, he kicks in the door and he's like, yo, what's up? He's like, J Dog's home. <laughs> and then he kind of like notices the atmosphere and he's like, oh shit. He like sees the broken glass and he's like, sees everyone huddled over in Esme and he's like, uh oh, something's wrong. And so he kind of like freaks out, right? Because he's like, my child. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> and nobody's answering him when he's asking what happened. Um, and he's like, please, like, please answer me. This is a big deal. And then, of course, Bella being a drama queen is like, the last lines of the chapter is like, we've all been sentenced to die. <laughs> Ugh. It's like, fucking dramatic bitch. <laughs> Literally. So, yeah, that's where our reading for this week ended. Hey. Yeah. So, next week, chapter 29, Defection. Oh. And chapter 30, Irresistible. Ooh. So that's some good shit. Irresistible. Irresistible. So I didn't see any text threads in our mentions this week. Fake. You're so all fake. Fake fans. Yep. Um, but you still have time to do that next week to recommend the show to a friend and screenshot. Send us receipts. Send us receipts. Screenshot it. Send us those receipts. Um, Thank you. So we got some good, good patrons. Oh. Uh, we got that good old Rachel Black. Hey. Um, thank you to Jessica Stanley. Oh. And Katie Weber. Ow. Thank you, Jessica Hale. Oh. And our fantastic Ms. Yuli. Yeah. <sighs> so many good people to thank. Yeah. Now, um, our fan fiction this week. Um, <laughs> so I want to say thank you to local grandma friend. Um, greatest <laughs> ever made. Yes. And their friend for sending this week's fan fiction to me. They hadn't read it when they sent it to me. So that was good. It's titled Wide Awake. And it was published... On May 29th, May 29th of 2013. <laughs> Here's the summary. Rosalie is telling about the most important years of her life, but which role are Emmett and Tony Stark playing? What? <laughs> Crossover of Twilight and Iron Man. Excuse me. So I'm just going to be reading the prologue because here's the thing, Cody. Um, I quickly perused through the rest of the chapters, and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of orgasms. Wow. So I'm I'm electing to not to <laughs> not to not do that. Okay, today. yeah, that's that's fair. So this is it from is chapter, the morning, so <laughs> Yeah. So this is from chapter one, prologue. My name is Rosalie Hale. I'm a vampire. Looking back at my life from now means the year two thousand forty four. I do regret some things, and some I wish I would have done better. Unfortunately you can't change the past anymore. 
I want to tell you about the most important years in my life. It's been years full of joy, sadness, emptiness, disgust, changes, positive and negative times. I guess that's the same in every life. Though I decided to tell you these ones. Not that I think my life is anything more special than any ones. Well, in some ways, maybe. Still, it's just a life, more in existence, as what I do is no longer living anymore. In fact, since 1933. Yes, on this day here, I'm already 129 years old. Very old, I know. But I still look like I looked in 1933, when I was 18 years old. All people I knew back then are dead long. <laughs> Not that I would miss anyone. <laughs> Anyways, back to the story. I will tell you about two men. Both are very special. One of them is dead already, sadly, but we didn't have contact anyway anymore. That's one of the things I regret. The other things I would tell you in time while telling you my story. Only if you want to hear it, of course. Well, so here I start. Enjoy. End scene. Wow. That was beautiful. <laughs> very beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> well, as we say in Forks. Get bit. <laughs> Ow! This is an Earbud Media production. You can follow us on Twitter at Earbud Media. If you want to pitch a show to the network, you can do so at bit.ly forward slash earbud pitch. And why don't you try listening to one of the other Earbud Media productions like Fem as Fuck or Strange Little People, all of which you can find on our Twitter at Earbud Media. You can follow this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight and pretty much anywhere that you follow things on social media. If you want to help support the show, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Into the Twilight, where you can donate as little as a dollar a month. You can get access to all sorts of cool bonus content, letters from us, our undying love and gratitude. You know the gist. We would also appreciate it if you rated and reviewed us on Apple Podcasts, as well as if you have a little extra time filling out a quick little survey at bit.ly forward slash into the survey. Our artwork is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at yourghosttoast44 on Instagram. And our music is done by Eli Krauss, who you can find at krausfilms.com. You can find Allie on the internet at 23ofme, and you can find me at Cody Captures. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. Hey, Dan. Hey, what's up, John? I just wanted to uh, confirm that we were recording Monday. Yes. Uh, what are we recording for? Oh, it's our new podcast. Our podcast. The, the, the Strange Little People one, Strange right? Little People, yeah. Yeah, the one on Earbud Media Production. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. You can listen to it. The one that we update every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, dude. We have new guests all the time. Sometimes. Sometimes. Most of the time. Yeah, and we talk about current events and stuff. People should listen to it, right? Uh, yeah. It's, it's I, really cool. I think people would like it. Um, I mean, you don't have to, but I, mean, I hope you would. Did you put out the ad yet? The uh, flyers? Yeah, I, I'm doing it right now. As we speak. No, you're sitting down. You're no, not. no, this is happening right now as we speak. John, why did my hand just go through you? Oh my god. John. We'll talk about it next week.